I'm obsessed. Obsessed with models. Correct. So what am I, your intellectual beard for the evening? So um, we're back for episode two. Can you believe we made it? <laughs> we got to <laughs> we got to episode two. We had some pretty harsh feedback from some of our dearest followers, and um, we're going to implement that feedback today. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, just some quick um, house cleaning. Um, we are going on tour. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's just a two-woman show, and I'm just in a different room, basically. Oh my God. Okay. Um, all right, Sarah, let's do this. Um, as Laura would say, as Gilly would say, let's get into it. Let's get into this. Um, so I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. And this is The Mirandas. The Mirandas. All right. Yeah. And this is a podcast about what? This is a podcast about, honestly, it's about sex in the city. We love this show and we particularly love the character, the um, Miranda. So this podcast is a fresh perspective or maybe it's just a different new perspective on the show Sex in the City. Each week we go episode by episode breaking down um the fashion problematic themes, and of course, why Miranda is such an amazing character. Yeah, Um, I think that's great. And we also have, you know, other little bits like Samantha Zingers, because Samantha always has like at least one great solid line. Oh, yeah, I I have mine already written down. Me too. I actually, oh my God. I I can't wait I wonder if we have the same one. I hope so. Um, We also have Carrie Tracker. Carrie Tracker. To track her selfishness. <laughs> yeah. And we have a very technical five Manola Blonic star rating system. And <laughs> we'll see what this episode gets. And by technical, you mean it's just fully based on intuition. <laughs> <laughs> Which is technical. <laughs> based on astrology. It's, it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's do you want to do, re- do, do a recap? Yeah. You know... Um, Let's do a quick recap. I can't remember. We had our friends like review our first episode and um <laughs> tears were shed. <laughs> <laughs> Friendships were put to the test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Erica, we thank you. <laughs> okay. Um right. okay, so let's do a quick yeah. recap for, you know, people who might not cuz honestly like Yeah, I think it would be more helpful to give people a recap of just, you know, a quick one of the whole episode, and then we'll just get into it, as I say. Got it. Do you want me to do it? Go for it. All right. So quick recap. The theme of this episode is models and mortals. The girls explore what it means for men to be obsessed with models. So for Miranda's storyline, she goes goes to a dinner party and... She finds out that this guy only dates models and her and his friends only had him invite her because she was not a model and could, and could contribute to conversation. Um, Carrie is writing an article about this. Men who men who like to date models. Only models. And Samantha has a quest to 
as a believing that she's a superior person to models to have sex with a guy who records himself secretly having sex with models. Um, I want to say one thing, why it's so difficult to give a recap. Because in season one, they are plotless episodes. Yes. They're plotless. And they're just, they all center around this weird theme. theme. Like Charlotte, what happened to her this episode? She, yeah, you're right. She was in it. We, we, all we know is we, she hates her thighs. Yeah, she just complained about her thighs when they were eating Chinese food in the beginning. And then we never saw her again. No. So <laughs> I, I think the recaps are going to get easier as the show progresses. Because I think the show then finds itself maybe a little yeah. bit. And I think we will too when we have the recaps. Because <laughs> right now the thing that stands out was that, hey – there was this issue of men being obsessed with models and then Carrie kind of explores that in New York City. Specifically New York City. Yes. Turning the city into a virtual model country safari where men can pet the creatures in their natural habitat. Specifically to New York City because in the episode, you know, they um, Carrie is quoted saying, you know, you know, models exist on billboards and, you know, magazines, but in New York City, they're like in the wild. Like they're on the sidewalks and... Um, they're all over. And you know what? I will say that is true as someone who lived in New York yes. City. They are. There's a model who lives in <laughs> my building. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. How does the episode end, Sarah? Just so we're kind of like wrapping oh, up. Okay. Ready? <laughs> the episode ends with Mr. Big. <laughs> with Mr. Big visiting Miss Little Carrie Bradshaw at the local cafe. And he rushes in, you know, pre finance meeting just just to tell her his final thoughts about models and should I say what he says at the end yes please so um I actually loved it and he says um but the thing is after a while you just want to be with the one who makes you laugh you know what I mean and Carrie's like (laughs) 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 okay and like because you know it's it's so great because she's like I still got a chance because throughout the episode you can just see her hope fading like I am hideous or you know that's her her right as as Mr. Big is saying oh yeah like if you can date a model go for it kind Mm -hmm. of mentality yeah that was that Um, which is like again red flag here we go like (laughs) oh yeah but I I mean the 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 end of this episode right where you have um you know Big be like we just want to be with the woman who makes you laugh. I I liked that. I loved the line. I couldn't help True. but smile cheesily and write it down in my phone and saying, yes, when Big shows up. I liked it. Um, I was a fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the best parts of this is the beginning of the episode, and I'm really glad that the beginning was so strong. Yes. Um, I have so many problems with it. I have so – okay. I have so many problems. I'd like to know what you think. I'm going to start with my gut reaction, and then I would like to hear your... And we're talking about the dinner party scene, when Miranda is with this group of people, and they're they're going around asking, um, which old celebrity would you want to fuck? Yes. And yes. Miranda gives this amazing answer, Sean yeah. Connery, now, right. yesterday, t- today, and tomorrow. And they're like... they're like who is this intellectual you brought to dinner right and (laughs) and this is what's so insane is that they're judging these women 
on the answer to a question of what celebrity they'd fuck. And that's the barometer <laughs> of a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, and there's just like a lot of, you know, I feel like we're, we're going to probably toss around the word problematic, like, yeah. in th- throughout this episode, um, because, you know, there's just... I don't know. There's just so so many sweeping umbrella statements or generalizations that just kind of bother me. Um, you know, saying like, you know, where I felt like it was kind of like anti-feminist or anti-woman where, you know, they're saying like, oh, it's like nice to have someone who can have a conversation instead of someone who just like goes to the bathroom and purges. And it's just like, oh my Lord, like what a way to... A, address a yeah. you know eating disorders and like ugh. which is ironic because we're watching this show of like four beautiful skinny actresses women so mm-hmm. um yeah and just that like models are dumb or stuff like they can't hold a conversation like as a model <laughs> no just kidding um as a mortal <laughs> but but as a model <laughs> as a model as a model, I think that is completely unfair. I think that is hogwash. And I would fuck Charlie Sheen. <laughs> the other girl said she'd fuck Charlie Sheen. Um, I don't know. Charlie Sheen? They'd come to dinner, push their food around, and pout. Okay, this is... I I was wondering this the whole time. What would be an acceptable range of answers for this? <laughs> This is like um, in, in like our college, you know, film class when someone would say right. like Eraserhead is my favorite movie. Yeah. And Vera's like, fuck <laughs> off. But then, if you know, you judge if you said Eraserhead and you're judged if you say Mean Girls. Right. Well, okay, you know? question. Okay, pause. What was the initial question at the dinner table that they had asked? It was which celebrity either now or in their prime um, would you fuck? Pretty much. I don't okay. that's not verbatim, but that's the the, the overall, you know, just of okay. it. Okay. What are your thoughts on Justin Trudeau? <laughs> As an answer. Wow. <laughs> I'm that's kind a- of blindsided. I yeah. did not think of him, and I think it's an amazing answer. <laughs> now he is not an actor, and I felt like they were He's looking a celebrity, for actors. Though. Is he now? Are well? It's unfortunate that politicians are celebrities. He's a figure. He's famous. He's famous. You can Google him, and yes, I think that's a great answer. It would not be mine. I would say someone like like Robert Redford. Okay. Okay. I might say like oh god, I might say like Idris Elba. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um. Like. Oh God, like Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> okay, can we just see like, you would you at the at the dinner party they would kick you out. Yeah. Random, <laughs> that you would be kicked out for that answer. I would be kicked out. I would need to be. I. Like, I mm-hmm. It's just so funny to me that this conversation topic was the parameter for the person's intelligence. Yeah, I know it's like TV, and like it is what it is, and it's supposed to be like cheeky. Or whatever. Yeah, very cheap. Um, do you think that people would be offended if they were Miranda in this situation? 
in which they were the non-model, the mortal, that was invited to the dinner party. And then he brought you. So obviously not a model. In a good way. Depending on their level of self-confidence, knowing me, I would be offended. Um, I by no means think I'm a model, but the fact that I was invited solely because I wasn't, might, it might it might be a little hurt. I, and I think Miranda puts it best when she says, um, what was I, your intellectual beard? Right, exactly, exactly. So would someone be offended? I don't know. It depends. What about you? What, what do you think? Well, I think just like inherently like we're vain. And I think, yeah, I would, I'd be offended that I wasn't invited because I was like a nice person or like a funny person or like an interesting person. It was just the requirement that I was not a model and that was refreshing. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. But my question is, okay, let's say you put yourself in this situation. The friends tell you, you know, like sidebar conversation that he only dates models. What do you do after that date? No more second date. Yeah, and I I just don't really, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I wouldn't. No say anything really like I thought it was weird that she confronted him like what's your problem man like you know like (laughs) modelizer (laughs) the um I was reading some review about this this episode and someone said they put it so beautifully or succinctly that this episode was too tacky to be controversial like who like who really gives a shit (laughs) about models and was that was this a reflection of the time like late 90s like supermodels like my god like instagram now there's so many beautiful people in your face every day i feel like we're so immune to it right and we're influenced by it but i don't think it has a huge power in like dating and conversations but what what do you think I think, well, I think in the most, the more literal sense, like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I feel like I sound like such an idiot right now. Like, yeah, models, like, aren't okay. as big now. No. <laughs> models suck. No, but it's, no, but as far as just, like, beauty <laughs> standards go and kind of this, like, external yeah. way that we are, you know, dating people or whatever, like, the more superficial reasons, like, I think that the equivalent of models in, you know, the late 90s are today's, like, influencers or micro-influencers, which are like, oh, but, like, she Mm -hmm. has a following, you know, like, and. Mm -hmm. She has amazing style. Um, Yeah. Oh, interesting, following. She has a following. She has a presence. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is, is, uh, honestly, I think in, in today times, Having a quote-unquote following is is a distinguishing factor. Like, well, I don't oh know distinguishing, God. but it is a notable factor this... in, like, a person and, like, their identity and, like, who they are and, like, if you'd want to date them or not because they clearly have a following. Oh, my God. I would love to see this episode redone with that. He only dates women with more than 20,000 well, followers. Carrie Bradshaw, like, is an influencer, so she would kind of be guilty. Oh, did I ever tell mm-hmm. you this is a 
personal anecdote, but I think it, I think it applies. Um, I, if we're looking at models versus mortals and we're looking at Mm -hmm. influencers versus like people with a hundred followers on Instagram, like I don't even have an Instagram anymore. Um, I went out with this one girl, we were like going to the bar and we were like trying to like, you know, meet guys and like have like kind of a girl's night. And she said to me, guys are going to be more attracted to you because you're just a teacher. And then she said, I have a presence online. I have followers. They'd be intimidated by me. And I remember being like pretty offended in that moment. I mean, it's such a projection. Pretty offended. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, right? would be offend- I would be offended because like it's such a weird projection that someone's putting on to, <laughs> like onto you that you did not ask for. <laughs> Basically, she's like, if you Google me, I, I appear. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I, my picture pops up and men don't want that. You know, I was like, OK. Metal. Also, it's so um, like, it just feels like so deeply insecure. Like that statement is so deeply insecure. It's like maybe you just smell bad. Like I don't like, may- <laughs> right. like maybe it's something right. more simple Smelly than teacher. that than like intimidation, you know, and I know. I don't know. That's rude. Um, but I think that it, it – I know. But it, 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 thinking about this while, while I watch this episode, and I, I want to get into another yeah. problematic part of it, um, the the idea of competition with women yes. in looks, you know, was pretty prevalent. And, and how when the girls were at Carrie's yes. apartment and they were kind of discussing this theme, like Miranda – Carrie's like, oh, he was a modelizer? You didn't know? You know, as if it was like some shock that men like beautiful women. And then the women kind of go into this tirade of things they don't really like about themselves and insecurities. And, yeah. and I felt Charlotte like – Charlotte says she doesn't Charlotte like Charlotte says, thighs. like, my thighs. Miranda said, my chin. And her nose. Carrie says, her nose. Samantha says nothing, I which love I that love. She said nothing, um, and she's like, "I like the way I look." Yeah, she says nothing. She was body positive before body positivity was a trend, right? And 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 at that time, like the it was written to be kind of like a combination of arrogant and confident and good for her. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's great that she, yeah. Why do we have to complain right, about something? Right. About it was it was a, it was a relief. I I felt like from the rest of kind of the kind of criticism that was going around um but um how about we start talking about carrie's friend who who who's oh only in this episode and i really wish he came in more episodes throughout the series because he he's, oh yeah for like a or reckoning at least just for some reason because they seem like they're pretty like chummy friends Take it away. I'll let you kind of get into that part. Um, so just for any listeners who don't know the context of this this character, this is Carrie's artist friend who lives in a loft. And, you know, we, we meet him while he's basically spray paying and throwing paint on a canvas. And Carrie looks on in admiration. And she's talking to um, her friend about models and, and kind of why he likes them and he you know refers to them as things and creatures they're beautiful creatures and then he then proceeds to tell Carrie that his most beautiful wonderful artwork that he can't show to the public um is you know something he has been working on for a long time and it and he shows her multiple recordings of models he has had sex with without their consent or knowledge that he's recording yes. them and 
I just have to yeah, pull you, this up yeah. because this scene, first off, this this was absurd. I mean, it's um, really, I remember when I first watched this like 15 years ago, I really thought it was disturbing then. And now it's, it's, it, I mean, it's even more disturbing that this guy was just filming all these videos and, and, and he refers to these models as things, which really. The objectification of women in this is beyond comprehension this would never fly today on tv right so this is the the part that was also shocking that leave it you know someone videotaping someone it's basically what what, that's like a crime Mm -hmm. right you that's a crime but the crazy thing about carrie and i might put this this as a carrie tracker it's not about selfishness but it's just about bad character kind of poor morality is that her shock isn't over the lack of consent it's over the number of women he slept with yes she isn't she doesn't mention really anything like wow these women didn't know like why would you do that it was like whoa light me a cigarette you know (laughs) that's yeah she goes she goes this is the line there wasn't anything to say but do you have a light (laughs) what well here's the thing here's the thing like this is where we start kind of Entering the hashtag Me Too territory, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, would you was this completely normalized in 1998 or 1997 when this was? Dear God, I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, was this more normal then? Like, I think yeah, on some level, this must have been much more accepted behavior because they put it on a. Privacy was different then. Privacy was different then, but this was, it's still, yeah, I guess, I mean, the the terms like revenge like, porn didn't even exist then, but. Did consent? Consent barely, ex- I mean, consent barely existed then. Right? The term or even the. That wasn't in like the dialogue when we talked about sex. Right. And like there was this, this show really came about and was for viewers, for females who were born in, I would say 50s, 60s, 70s, right? right? And that, and a lot of those women were born in like the liberation movement in which it was like very liberated women. And yet we're, we're, we now realize how limited they were in terms of like power and sex and abuse. And there's, this was so in juxtaposition yeah. to anything that we would accept now. And when he, he like winks at the camera, which made me like want to throw up during one of the videos. Oh. And yeah, and it's... Um, I wrote that down, yeah. It's it's really, you know, it's a really disturbing moment in Sex and the City. And like, I'd actually think it could be interesting. A thing that we could do as we go forward is maybe list like the top five kind of off-color moments in in the series or disturbing moments in the series i already have a lot of them just flying off the top of my head right now (laughs) what's it what the episode when samantha dates the black guy and his sister oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh i can't wait till we get to that episode that is a deeply problematic episode oh when you start talking about Mm. race in this Mm -hmm. show um oh yeah or lack thereof yeah, that one's problematic, or lack thereof, or they're, they're usually just like it, anyone of color is always just like a side right. character, like someone at the dinner party. Um, What's another disturbing thing? I'm trying to think if there. I mean, there's things that like we don't. Ag- yeah. Um, about the um individuals who are uh like LGBTQ oh, yeah. 
anything about like the bisexuality, right. um, the episode when there's the transgendered right. um, women. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Where they referred up as trannies. Yeah. yeah there It was, whoa. And and now, yeah. I, but I think during the that time, I, it was not viewed as problematic. Yeah. So it's so fascinating to watch this show from a very feminist 2020 right. lens where kind of everything is on the table to be critiqued. And sometimes I actually don't like that. Whereas I think some things we can just like let them be. But, but this was also just um, like so, I mean, it's just such a different time. This was, bl- yeah, this was too, too much. much. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into, um, let's get on top. <laughs> let's um, get into it. <laughs> okay. So let's continue with the episode. So mm. after Carrie, um, you know, is, watches these videos she then continues her quest um they go to a model uh, runway show and she runs it to stanford and stanford has a client of his who's this very attractive soft-spoken straight male model derek and he talks like this it's very it's very odd how he Mm -hmm. talks he's from iowa and he wants to be a policeman um and yeah so then carrie meets him you know and, and the the they're in opposition here's this like extremely attractive guy and you can tell that carrie feels like she's the intellectual writer does this and it's this kind of opposing he's almost made to be seen as like not that intelligent and that she's quirky and intelligent and that's kind of in opposition to him and so it's interesting when they end up um coming together at the end of the episode but and let's well we'll get to that in a second. Um, they go to this r- runway show. Samantha's there. Carrie's disgusting modelizer friend is there. Samantha and the modelizer guy hook up. She wants him to videotape her. She likes that. I we could say she was kind of claiming the power back. We could say know. that. I mean Samantha's kinky, so she was she was aroused when she heard that um, this Carrie's friend, um, this artist guy records um the models when he's having sex and so i think she was excited and and was going to wear it as a badge of honor you know and yeah. then yeah. when she um what did he say did he say I'll only do that for models like is that what he said or but i'll make like an exception like, or something like so rude it's so weird too like why would you tell someone that <laughs> like i, I- Oh, I usually only like make rape. I only videos secretly of- videotape really high. <laughs> of models. And like and then yeah. and Samantha You are not a Samantha's model. Offended, yeah. you know? <laughs> really? Oh. But like And it's not the, I mean the irony oh, is that like yeah, maybe maybe it isn't as exciting for him because she wants him to videotape her, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Very so interesting. interesting. The <laughs> an, 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 so interesting. But another part of this very plotless episode is that Miranda is reunited with the poor man's Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, we talked about Skipper in episode one and just our absolute confusion as to why that person looks the way they do. And I say that in, in a, the, the, not a judgmental way um, if that actor is ever listening to this. Um, I think you do know that you look like a very weird Tom Hanks. I think you know who you are. And you're you probably are. capitalizing yeah. on that. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but I think you know. <laughs> anyway, so she runs into him at the deli. She's buying cat food, which I love. 
And so Miranda, by the way. So Miranda. So Miranda. Late night deli run, only getting cat food. And um, <laughs> he says to her, I think you're luminous. Oh, right. And she is caught in the reflection on his glasses of herself. And she sees herself and is so enamored that she he goes home with her. Yeah. And it was so funny because here's another case of this really complexity in Miranda that she's shitting on these men who only want hot, beautiful woman. But when here comes Skipper, who's annoying as fuck, (laughs) doesn't like him, when he says you're luminous and kind of is like thinks of her almost as a model, then she's like, okay, yeah. Like, come home with me. But what what do you think uh, Skipper meant by luminous? It's kind of like a vague word. Interesting. I would say luminous. If some if some person said you look luminous, it's like their aura, which I think is their which aura. I think is it more than which beauty. I think is like all encompassing traits. That's not physical. It's mm. it's you know vibagery. Yet it's still it's still an objectification, and it's and not in a bad way because I think it's I I think again I think Miranda really wants to be admired and here she is with this guy who she's not that interested in admiring her she's literally like lost in the reflection of his glasses of herself where she's able to see herself through someone else's eyes and she's like come home with me right um it it, that's it was an interesting kind of plot line from the first episode when skipper sits down with her um and she's shitting on hot, pretty girls. Well, then it kind of like, I guess what I've been like kind of just thinking in general, um, my general sentiment of this episode is that like, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I've had a mezcal during, mm. but um, I think. Talk to me. <laughs> I think d- deep down on some level, like people, because we are inherently vain and inherently insecure that we want to be idolized on some level. And I think the models are. They're the ones on the billboards. They're, one, they're ones in magazines. They're the ones you see on the street. And, um, you know, I think like Skipper saying she's luminous is, is kind of in that territory. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think it's physical. And I, I, I don't – I might disagree with you. I don't know if it's objectification. I think there is something that is – luminous about Miranda because she's kind of unfiltered she's pretty quick she's opinionated she's really smart and she is beautiful so I I can see I can see why you know she is luminous and so I don't know that's kind of what I think is the core of of what you know people are trying to achieve in this episode I guess or like yeah I I you really you you got me to a new place with that but but is thank it, you no I really yeah. do I because I, I was seeing it differently but is it healthy and is that healthy to feel like you want to be worshipped or isolated yes idolized I think it's extremely healthy <laughs> and I <laughs> someone who is worshipped I was like I, <laughs> as someone who is idolized in just multiple facets as of my an life, icon but, no I, I <laughs> I am an icon and I'm okay with that. No, I, I think it is. And I and I think, you know, it it's only I think it's problematic when um it is so 
contingent upon your self-esteem. And I was actually, this is a, a nice little anecdote about you. I was going through some of my stuff in storage and I was going through some old frames to decorate and I found this old frame that you made for me, this little kind of piece of art. And it says, you know, um, to see your beauty without a compliment or a mirror. And I love that. And because so much of our own beauty is because someone gave us right. a compliment or we look at a reflection and it's not the luminosity of just like who we right. are and how we see ourselves. Um, so I think that this episode kind of addresses yeah. that. Like the the beauty in not necessarily the physical, but just the the inner essence right. of people. And and the episode ends with, you know, big fi- seeing that in Carrie. Right. And saying, you know, the one who makes you laugh because he yeah. makes her laugh. She's funny. She's quirky. Um, Which is that luminescence too, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Carrie is as faulty of a character as she is. And we're, we're and I know if you're only on episode two, you probably don't see it yet. We're, we're <laughs> thinking of her through the lens of the entire series is a problematic character, but she is luminous. Like there are times in the show where she just shines. And she has that je ne sais quoi about her with, with Big, <laughs> you know, and vice versa too. Yeah, they... I it's so interesting going back and watching this and seeing their relationship develop and you see why she was so hooked by him oh boy let me look at my notes because I feel like I had a note about this yeah I think um big what do you think big was trying to achieve when he told Carrie he was reading her column and that he thought it was cute was he negging her on? Okay. Was he, what was he doing? Mm. So Carrie's reaction is what most, how most women 100%. would react, which is he says cute and you assume what he's saying is layered with something else. That it must, cute must really mean yeah. something other than cute, right? Like cute has, if someone said, oh, you look so cute, like women can differentiate between so much tone and meaning and we sometimes apply meaning when it's not there i, I think he was being though. a little yeah. condescending it was 100 percent condescending i think he was being flirty and i think his flirtation style is a little bit condescending and it's a little bit like i have you know i read it it was cute and he wanted to get a rise out of her maybe a little bit yeah yeah if someone said if my piece of work was cute there there is condescension in that i wonder if um if someone said this podcast was cute you're <laughs> i would i would I, be, be livid deeply offended <laughs> <laughs> if my work as an artist as a podcast creator contributor, my life's work <laughs> as a viewer of sex in the city <laughs> No, I was thinking of me as a teacher. If someone said your teaching is cute, I mean, maybe that's fine. Um, maybe, maybe that's, that's the only good. appropriate time. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that is good. I started reading your column after we met. You did? Yeah. Cute. Cute. Well. Yeah. Cute. I did like how flirty he was and I like that he read her column because he's so interested in her and yes. she's so interested in yes. him. And it's it's uh, what do yeah. you call it? You call it brain sex, I think is what you that term you oh, use all the yeah. time. Brain you, sex. Bra- Sarah, oh, I use it all the time. Can because you break it down for the audience or or like two listeners? So brain sex is all of the 
the sex that you have or it's the sex that happens without any physical connection. So brain sex is all of the things, the connection, conversation. Emotional foreplay. Every emotional foreplay that goes into it that makes sex really good. And um, I think if people kind of look back on like really great sex that they've had, they've usually had very good brain sex. Right, Um, right. Mm. Yeah. Brain sex. I forgot I've been yeah. that in a while. Yeah. I, I know I feed off of yeah. that, more of that kind of. Oh, yeah. Intellect, right? Yeah. And it's like you want that conversation. And so I think this episode is interesting because Carrie's like, well, men, you know, where is that brain sex? They're just kind of looking right. at somebody and thinking they're sexy, right? And and the the whole kind of point of this episode is that like there needs to be something a little bit right. more than just like the the physical yeah. look that like can turn somebody on and like we, you kind of need that yeah. that brain sex um I like this episode yeah I like you know I did like this episode do you think this was filmed around the pilot like do you think this was no it, later no I think it was a, a uh I would say at least half a year oh gap. okay because I still think it's like I mean look at her hair her hair is different but I oh you're right it's longer um I still think it's a little bit it's a little rusty it's yeah not there. it's not fully there um okay so I have a I have a Samantha Zinger I'm a trisexual I'll try anything once talk to me I have one too I bet okay should we say it? Do, do you? I have the quote down. Should we? Can we read the quote at the same time? Okay, yes. on three. One, two, three. Martini. In some cultures, up or with <laughs> Okay, wait, wait. That wasn't the one that I had, but I wrote that one down as well, and I think that actually is a better zinger than the one I was gonna say. Okay, so I'll read mine, and then we'll go. F- okay, so the zinger I wrote for the episode because Samantha has a zinger at least one, and every episode mm-hmm. is when they're at the fashion show, and Carrie's artist friend, the one who films the models, is sitting behind the rapist. The- <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, is sitting behind them and like, you know, Carrie just introduces Samantha to him really briefly and Samantha leans over to Carrie and is like, Martini straight up or with a twist? <laughs> and, 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 and. It's so good. And Carrie's like, straight up. He dates models. <laughs> <laughs> Again. If, if the we barometer had the for heterosexuality. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, wait, that is so good. Can I tell you the yes, one that I had? Yes, please. Okay, so this is. I'm realizing now that is the definition of a Samantha Zinger. This is just a funny little conversation between Charlotte no, and Samantha. Okay. They have a lot of great interactions yeah, on the show, um, and so Charlotte says. In some cultures, heavy women with mustaches are considered beautiful. And Samantha says, and you're looking at me when you say that? (laughs) Actually, Sarah, that was my second one on the list, too. Yeah. (gasps) No way. I thought it was so good, Samantha. And you're looking at me? (laughs) Oh, my God. First off, in what cultures are super heavy women with mustaches considered beautiful? I'd like to go to that culture and be part of it. (laughs) Take me there. (laughs) Um, I need a new quarantine situation. Oh. Like, 
Um, okay, so then, um, is there any notable fashion that we want to discuss in this episode? Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill! So, yeah, I actually wrote down that the fashion sucked in this yeah. episode. Nothing was super notable, oh. other than Carrie had that fantastic little black dress. And yeah. this is the second episode in which I'm saying a little black dress is the best fashion yeah. of the episode. And I think that speaks very much to my right. sense of things I like in style, which is like simple, classic, could be any time yeah. period. Um, was there anything that you, that stood out to Not you fashion-wise? Because really. Carrie had that beautiful, like kind of cool long yeah. necklace, which would, would get caught on anything. Yeah. I don't, that's not practical. I, nothing stood out um, really, honestly. Um, no, a- absolutely nothing. Okay, so um, we should probably wrap up. Should we get into our yeah. uh, Manoa Blahnik rating system? Yeah, I think we should rate this. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Go ahead. I, I want to hear what you rate it. It's difficult to this rate this. This is a hard one to rate. Because I enjoyed it, but I also think it's incredibly problematic. Yes. And our rating system means nothing. <laughs> 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 um, I'm gonna give this like a, a two and a half, Ooh, two and a half monoclonics. Okay, yeah. What was last week's? Oh, you gave towards, it a one last week. I gave it a one. I think I'm just gonna slowly. I know my episode that I would rate five. I already know it, so I gotta. You know I, what? I, you I know, think two I, and a half is fair. I can't overinflate scores. I'm gonna yeah. give it a two. To be honest, I think that it was a step up uh, from okay. the pilot. Um, I still don't think that as a viewer, I don't know. I just don't, maybe I've seen it too. We're not yeah, there I, yet. I'm, I, I need more as a viewer seeing this for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we should end this with how kind of the show ended it, which is just like funky jazz. <laughs> I didn't realize how much funky jazz was in this show. Like, Oh my lord! When 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 Big leaves and Carrie's in the cafe and kind of like, you know, bo- beauty is fleeting. A rent controlled apartment is forever, which doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I just it didn't at all. I I even wrote I wrote unsure how that's connected, Carrie. And the funky jazz was just yeah, so, good. so good. So hopefully we can find some to end this episode on. So next week we have um, episode three. Episode three is a great one because. We see Carrie and Mr. Big come together. Yay. Um, all right. Well, I'm Gilly and I'm Sarah. And we are the Mirandas. And thanks for stopping by. We'll s- come, come next, next week. Bye.